You're listening to episode number 265 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I have no interest in this week's show. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, all right, then. Why I, are I we have, here? I have little interest in this week's show. <laughs> and, and this is the first time I, I kind of feel like I was pressured into doing a show. What? I, I'm exaggerating, of course, but the point I'm trying to get to is currently my life is all about 360 POV. It's it's all I'm doing. The script is done. Now it's just hours of storyboarding, release planning, companion videos. I'll be recording E1 in the next week or so. And barring any unforeseen complications, it'll be released before 360 Vegas Vacation 6. It, it's, it, it was a deviation from going, all right, you have to stop. You have to stop working on that because you have to write a show. Like... Do the listeners have any idea what 360 POV even is? I have given them a... Uh, I, I, on I t- Twitter. I tweeted a, a hint to it. But not if they're not yeah. on Twitter, they haven't. They don't know what it yeah. is. Sure. I saw said hint. I know exactly. What, I mean, I get it, but that's because I know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you had a preview. Yes. I did. Which I, I have to thank you, Tony, because Mark was so excited after going through this with you that I was like, oh, thank God he didn't ask me to go through it. Because you, I think, reacted exactly the way Mark hoped somebody would react and got him even more excited, which is why he's been obsessed with it. So, Well, and the great thing is, is Tony's been a part of the evolution of this where it became, when, when it first, when I only shared part of it with him, it was like, this is kind of a lot. You know, and then once you saw the the kind of whole vision put into place, we're like, oh my god, that's holy shit! Yeah, that's gonna that's way better than than the first thing you showed me. It's it's an, it's it's I, I there's a word for it that I can't really come up with, but it's um it's never I don't want to say it's never been done before, but I'm gonna go out and say it's probably never been done before. It feels like it. If if it, I don't know why. My voice just cracked like a school. Because you're so excited. I know, I'm so excited. Thanks, Peter Brady. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm coming into my own. There you go. It was it was an unintentional metaphor that I, I'm I'm coming into my own. I don't I don't think I've ever done you anything. You were coming? Is that what it was? I don't think I've ever That's done the POV any. POV term. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done anything this good before. It's good. I I think vintage is led me up to to what I'm working on, and. Uh, I mean, I, I think even the vintage I have coming out are, are better than the stuff I've ever written before. But 
I couldn't have done what, what I'm doing if I hadn't already done all the vintages up to that and acquired the knowledge that I had and learned how to be a better writer and a better storyteller. And it just, it's, it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. So the funny thing is I totally want to rip on you and tease you, but I know I shouldn't because I, this is huge for you. I mean, honestly, the amount of work that you put into this, and I know I'm not your target audience, but I think there's going to be a lot of folks that are really excited about it when it comes out. So I want to tease you. Wouldn't be good not. It's been a good. I mean, it's literally been almost my entire life for four months now, three months. It's the only thing I've been working on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. But when I started fully, uh, fully I'm like again, Jesus Christ. Yeah, when I wouldn't mean again. It's it's a Still. constant. Yeah. Still. <laughs> well, well, the fun thing is, is periodically as I'm working on something, uh, something will come to me and be like. Oh my God! I just noticed this one thing here, and then I'm explaining all, and I can. It, it, and you can see it on my face, and I just yeah. there's a blank look. Yeah, it, which is why, <laughs> thankfully, I have Tony because I've gotten to the point where like I don't even want to share it with you anymore because it's so annoying that I'm so excited, and you're like, I just don't. I get care. that. I get that you're excited, and I'm super happy that you're excited. Yeah, but it's it's very similar to you talking about like, oh, and I made this fancy meal. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Just shut up about I would it. Never, I don't. Care. I would never say I don't fucking your care. Eyes, shut up about it. Your eyes don't, say it. Don't you assume? <laughs> don't you assume? Because you know, if I if I would tell you to shut up about, it, I would just tell you to shut the fuck up about it. Twenty years in. You there there is a level of you going just shut the fuck up I don't care and then there's a, with your eyes going I know this is really important to you and I love you but shut the fuck up my God I could oh, no no I no, no, no. Could where, not where I get aggravated where I get aggravated is when you get upset about you're not paying attention you're not looking at this you're not you're not reacting the way you should I'm like because I don't care <laughs> I am listening because I love you. You know what's fun is I'll frequently tell my wife when she doesn't give me the response that I want, I'll say, wrong answer, try again. <laughs> That's actually a, a, uh, must, a much less aggressive I like stance that I really kind of like. I know, right? <laughs> Although coming from Mark would be, wrong answer, try again. Right, yeah. My, I, I'm zero to rage. <laughs> just... Yeah, and I just know, I'm like, I, I, this. I'm not going to react the way he wants, and it's just going to be bad. Okay. You just let him go, and then he stomps off. I, yeah, I usually just walk away like, whatever. You don't fucking know. You don't get it. I don't care. <laughs> I can't believe you. It's no, really it, it's not even a you don't get it. It's a, I can't believe you. I'm so excited about this, and you don't care. It's, re it's really important stuff. So <laughs> now that we've been teasing it for a good 15 minutes, um, you had made mention you're ready to record in the next week or two, but do you want to kind of give a general timeline on when you think it's going to be the first I don't know how you want to phrase it. The first round. Well, he said before like, 360. Yeah, Vegas before vacation. 360 Vegas Vacation Six. Oh, sorry. I must have missed yeah, that. Bar barring any unforeseen complications, it, it'll be released before 360 Vegas Vacation Six. I've already got it mapped out. It's currently looking like the. So it is movie related. If that hasn't become abundantly clear between the hints that we've given and Twitter and on the show, it, it's it's movie related. And of course, you know me, it's history related. So uh, you know, piece that together. Yeah, but, I think you're giving it away now, so... Yeah. Just <laughs> say it. No, I'm not getting... No, I'm not, because it's complex. And when I try to explain it, when, when it isn't... Just wait for it, guys. You're going to love yeah. it. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> but... Uh, she says dripping with sarcasm. Right. No, the, honestly, I, I think I can think of several listeners that are going to eat this shit up. There's going to be people that are going to absolutely love it. I... 
am just not one of them. But so yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be at least eight episodes. We figured out uh, it's just too much to, to put in in one. What? <laughs> too much to put. I like how I say it's too much to put in one episode. So it's gonna take eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, it's the better way to phrase it. It's too much to put in seven episodes. Right. So there's gonna be. <laughs> You found good breakpoints and decided, you know what? All of this at once is going to be too much. You, you need to break it up. You need them to pace themselves. Otherwise, if they, if they listen to the whole thing one time, their head could explode. It's just, it's not going to work. I, you may have, you may, I, I think collectively, we may have just given as much as we could give out without giving it away. Yeah. I think we've literally given everything. Like it's it's all that you try and piece together at that point so because if we say any more, we're ruining it. So it's time to move on. Yeah, saying. I I would agree. Let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Ralph Engelstad, owner of the Flamingo Capri before it became the Imperial Palace, was once offered a contract to play hockey professionally for the Chicago Blackhawks. He turned it down to build his own construction company. So. <laughs> My head immediately went with, how little did they pay their professional hockey players back then that you would much rather uh, start your own construction company? Well, hold on, hold on. Think about this. If, if so his when, company when was, was the Flamingo Capri built? I don't know. It was last week's, uh, yeah, two like weeks in ago. The, in uh, the 50s, I thought. Late 40s or early 50s. Oh, but he didn't build it. He bought it. Yeah, he bought it. Yeah. And oh, true. It in no, but, true, true. But even then, at that point in time, professional even, players even, were not Even paid. if they were getting the money that they're getting today, to own a casino, you need to be a billionaire. No professional athlete is a billionaire. Minus Michael Jordan, no professional. And he wasn't a billionaire when he was an athlete. He right. became a billionaire you know, after the fact. Professional athletes aren't billionaires. You well, can become a billionaire hockey. being a construction guy. Well, and we, we've talked about it before. I think we've talked about it before, but... Any of the professional athletes, like even 20 years ago, weren't making the kind of money that they're making today. A lot of them, and hockey has never been, at least in the U.S., it hasn't been like the biggest sport. So That's they true. they weren't getting multi-million-dollar contracts and salaries back then. I mean, then it was you know maybe a couple hundred thousand, and oh, on the off season, you know, you got to travel by yourself and do all it. Like, I, I could see where if you had a, a successful construction company, especially based in Las Vegas, that they were building a lot, you'd make more money. With yeah. That. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Alright. How about this week's Twit Pick of the Week? Based on the landmarks pictured, it's a little before my time. But it still captures the essence of the city as it was introduced to me in 2004. It wasn't by design, but there's a magical transition that used to exist beyond the northern curve of the Las Vegas Strip. It felt almost like traveling back in time at a leisurely pace. The Mirage kicked off the next generation of Vegas resorts on the Strip to be built around and south of it, while the elder statesmen of the market continued to do their thing to the north. However, just like a midlife crisis Corvette, the desire to feel young again eventually took hold. And just like a pickup game of basketball with people 20 years your junior, at some point you realize you can't keep up. Best intentions to improve on a proven formula return the majority of North Strip to the desert. What was once densely populated by the icons of yesteryear, showcased in this picture by Tony Ilya, are now mostly giant undeveloped parcels of land. Glass half full, they're prepped and ready for the next visionary to make their mark on the city. Who that is, TBD. <laughs> 
know that you could have put too, too many more midlife crisis analogies in, into that. You know what's <laughs> funny is I thought about getting rid of one of them as I, as I was going through my revisions. And what a, I can't believe you said that because now it ties in to more truth it, right back to what we started with. So I was re-reviewing the, the monologue, and I'm like, I think I've got too many midlife crisis jokes in there. And I'm like, um... You couldn't pick, figure out which one to take out, so you're like, I'm just going to leave them. I was like, you know what, fuck it. I just want to work on POV. I'll just leave them in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's too much. Maybe it's enough. I don't care. I want to get back to working on POV. <laughs> and we see that Mark's interest is not in the listeners. It is in whatever he wants to entertain himself. Which is for the listener. <laughs> the greatest thing I've possibly ever done. Like going, oh, so he's not interested in, in well, I was about to say that whole shitty thing he does, but <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's not going down the right road either. So. Yeah, I'm this is interesting. It looks like there's uh, the uh, Westward Ho is still in existence. The if Desert those Inn. Are Desert Inn right still behind. in there. I think, so I'm looking at the picture right now and right behind the Circus Circus sign. Yeah, so oh yeah, like you're right, Westward you see Ho. it. That's the Westward Ho, you also see the Desert Inn. Yep, and uh, what I think is Silver City Casino next to uh, the Riviera. Yep. So, okay, I'm sorry, geez. this is a dumb question. What What's the tower in between Mirage and... Treasure Island? No, we got Treasure Island, Mirage, <laughs> was... and then there's, there's this little funky building. The frontier? <laughs> no, the frontier is south of it. So uh, the frontier is bottom of that. So it goes TI, and then you can see Parking Mirage. Garage? And then that's not part of Caesars, is it? Oh. But like with the green windows, it's like yeah, the Yeah, you're right. I think that is Caesars. Really? Oh, yeah. That's with the Sarno blocks. That's before they, they remodeled with into the, uh, the Greco-Roman facade that they have now. You can tell because when you look at the one tower that looks like the towers we're used to, that's the Palace Tower. They built that in like 2000. So okay. at the time when they first built it, that when with that facade that they were going to eventually remodel it all into, the the Centurion Tower and the Fantasy Tower, which are now known as uh, the Nobu and the Forum, I think. Those are the big ones in the background. What you, the the, yeah, the, the big the one. Picture. The big one that yeah yeah the ones towards the front, right by the sign, by by the Mirage Marquee sign. Where you can see Siegfried and Roy on it. Okay, so past that, the the green the one with the green windows. Yeah, they, yeah. Okay, but then uh, above that, those are the one on the far right on the top that's cut off. That's one of the Caesar's towers that we know. Today. That's that's the palace tower. That's the first one that looked like that. And the other one is also a Caesar's tower. The the first two to the to the left. I don't I don't know what. One yeah the one to the left. No, that's Bellagio. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, there's just something about this that looks weird. It doesn't look right. It, it is a really interesting point in time because it does look very similar. But like I said, we went in 2004, and a lot of this shit wasn't there anymore. Right. No, I know. Yeah. Well, as always, we will link to this photo on our blog, featured on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. All right, Mark, give us a win rundown. 
All right, so a few notable things have happened since our last regular show, most related to win the company, not the man. But first, the man. Bloomberg Markets appears to be headed in the direction of making baseless conclusions in their stories this week when they announced Steve Wynn is selling several of his Andy Warhol and Picasso paintings valued at more than $150 million, seemingly implying it had something to do with his current sexual misconduct scandal and somehow overlooking the billions of dollars he was just paid when he liquidated his shares in the company that bears his name. All right, moving on from Wynn. On to the company. Next, rumors around the selling of Wynn assets ranging from MGM looking to buy the entire company to just interested in buying their Boston project involving MGM and Mohegan Sun. None of that has been confirmed. Wynn Boston Harbor is still expected to open in mid-2019. The Sun shared that Wynn Resorts posted a loss in the first quarter, but only because it had a $465 million write-off for legal expenses related to its Okada lawsuit, not Wynn's sexual misconduct. And if you remove that, the company easily exceeded profit projections. <laughs> Wynn's ex-wife, Elaine, now the company's largest stockholder. Good for her, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> After that whole thing, like, going, now whose company is a bitch? Revenge. Now whose company? <laughs> she is now the largest company stockholder, has publicly shared her plans to remove those she feels are unfit to serve based on their role in her previous removal from the board and or conflicts of interest in relation to her ex-husband. Wait, you mean everybody that, you know, Wynn was paying was involved in <laughs> the board? <laughs> Not everybody. I assume, I assume there were people who were complacent and just turned their heads, and there were other people, like, going, no, I think this is a really good decision for the company. Be like, Oh, it was a good decision, was it? Was it'll, it a good it'll one? It'll be interesting to see who she goes at. <laughs> exactly. How good did you think it was? Right. Hmm. I'm, I'm interested in more of those details as to why you felt that was such a good idea. So I'm guessing neither one of you guys are going to get this reference, but I'm picturing the First Wives Club, the movie, where Diane Keaton's character, I can't even remember her name, takes over the advertising company from her ex-husband. Oh, my God, that's what I'm envisioning with, with uh, Mrs. X win Elaine. Sitting in there with the border. Uh, it's okay. Anyone seen that? Neither one what? Sorry. And lastly, in potentially alarming news, or maybe just publicly oversharing evolving thoughts on proposed company projects, the new CEO, Matt Maddox, stated that the company is only looking to move forward with one of the two projects planned for Vegas in the near future. He called plans to invest $3 billion into Vegas with Winds Paradise Park, on the Wynn Encore Golf Course site, and Win West on the site formerly home to the frontier, unsustainable, a word either taken out of context or intentionally vague because it doesn't really make sense in that context. What is unsustainable? Is it that the market's unable to support the increase in rooms of a new property or that the company can't afford to invest $3 billion in a new project? So I would think that in this case, unsustainable means, and, and it's probably a poor choice of words, but there's, there's not going to be a return for the investment is what it basically means. So... Rooms is one thing, but if you're going to build a whole new tower with all new rooms, you have to have a guaranteed income stream to support that. And on the flip side, if he's going to build, because across the street was going to be the... Wind West. Yeah, parking, or not parking, but shops and all this other kind of Oh, yeah, there would be more of that, yeah. You'd have to, number one, have tenants. Number two, think that you could actually get people over there. So my guess is that one of those two wouldn't get a return. Either way, the company is only moving forward with one of the two projects for now. 
exactly which project they've decided to proceed with is expected to be announced later this year. If I had to guess, I'd say it's going to be Win West. Uh, a new resort is always going to draw more attention than the addition or renovation. And to your point, I, I do think that unsustainable is a bad word, but when you consider you're going to open, as, as a company, two huge things within like three to five years, it kind of seems like you're blowing your load. I, and I guess you just have to, and I'll, I'm sorry, Tony, I'll shut up and then you can jump in. No, I guess you just have to, you have to know that the market will sustain it. And I don't know that the market will. And that's, I'll, I'm going to leave it at that because that's exactly where my head is at. How many more hotels, don't get me wrong, I love more hotel rooms. More hotel rooms means more comped room offer opportunities. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just because, you know, when you've got a glut of rooms, so... Uh, which is why I actually wondered if it wouldn't be the other way around, Mark, that they would be more inclined to go with it. While I absolutely get your point and, and I see the value in, you get more press from opening up a new resort. You're somewhat competing against yourself then in trying to get bodies into your rooms. Whereas if you expand or build this Winds Paradise Park, now all of a sudden you've got this new bigger thing that, hey, since you're staying here anyway, come check out this cool thing or come walk through my casino to check out this new cool thing and why don't you do some gambling while you're here? Yeah, but they're already reporting at 90% capacity. All right. All right. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I said earlier, potentially alarming, and the reason I say that is because if Steve Wynn based his decisions on what most industry experts projected the Vegas market can do, he'd have never built the Mirage or, or Bellagio, two properties that changed everything. But I, I'm honestly going to go with Maddox is just oversharing in an effort to show people that the company has no secrets. Yeah, you're right. I, I do think that if Wynn was in charge, then there never would have been a, well, the, you know, the temperature of the general population or public tells us we should or shouldn't do this. Right. Wynn never did that. Yeah. Wynn looked he's just a visionary. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Like Sarno before him. And I mean, it's, yeah, he's, he's just visionary. And if you, uh, if you thought progress at either Resorts World or the Drew were running slow, we'll get ready for more reports of on-site infrastructure work and project redesigns to explain why nothing looks different at either project. Stalling until they hear if when West is the project that when Resorts decides to move forward with. Or basically whatever Resorts World has been doing for the last year. <laughs> you know, I, I think that if they wind up pulling the plug on when West, uh, that'll be one of the worst parts about the whole aspect of what happened with Wynn is, is that it slowed everything down because it looked like there was going to be a whole heck of a lot of activity going on in those open oh, yeah. you know, chunks of land right up there and that, that's going to be too bad because there could have been a lot of jobs for a lot of people. Yeah, I'll, ma I'll make a prediction. The Drew gets done. The resort world doesn't get built. Because the Drew's almost done. You just need to finish it. And they got it for a bargain basement price. So, yeah. yeah. So you just need to finish it. They, they've already invested their money. They are sort of moving forward. Fuck it. We might as well finish it. We want a property in Vegas. Resorts World has some framing from, from a property that they didn't even originally design. That's, by the way, been out there for over a decade. Has it been that long? Yes, it has been that long. No. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm getting That's old. Crazy. Yeah. All right, how about the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center expansion? What's going on there? Renderings of the $860 million plans to extend the Las Vegas Convention Center up to the Strip were recently shared. 
The project calls for the addition of 600,000 square feet of convention space to be built on the land formerly home to the Riviera and the landmark. Apparently, the demand for parking spaces has radically diminished since 1994. Previously so high that the LVCBA needed to acquire the landmark, implode it, and turn the land into additional parking just to keep up with said demand 23 years ago. Rendering show, an atrium with replicas of the Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas sign, as well as the Stardust Marquee inside with large floor-to-ceiling glass windows so they can be seen from the outside. The exterior appears to be a modern take on the Laconche building, now the visitor center at the Neon Museum. The entire project is planned to be completed in 2023, but the core space expansion is projected to open by January of 2021 in time for the CES gadget show. Overall, the expansion and renovations are estimated to attract an additional 600,000 plus convention attendees per year to the 6.6 million they already pull in. It's unclear if the company who gave the grossly overestimated ridership the high roller observation wheel would pull in per year are the same making these estimates. <laughs> I, I do hope that, I mean, it's a convention. Let's let, let's calibrate expectations. Yeah, but I do hope that they. I like the idea of if if you're gonna push it up to the strip, make it like kind of a of a neon boneyard extension, like like even even though it's not the real stuff, kind of harken back, I guess, a little bit. Maybe I, I just when I I read that that it was gonna look like the punk building or whatever. How the hell you say that? You gotta learn to pick up the strip because you do that like. Because it kind of looks like... You gotta... <laughs> Karen, from my end, it didn't sound like that, but but Mark's over-exaggeration of it is kind of fucking funny. <laughs> so to call it a, a, a large version of the LeConte building, or however the hell you say that, that's that now at the... Swoop. That didn't work when it was on the strip. That's why they moved it down there. And it bothers well, it me that now tail. they're like, oh, let's let's redo it now. Like They didn't give a shit. They don't care. And honestly, my biggest issue with this whole convention center spacing is you don't have any decent hotel rooms by the convention center. Ah, the Drew. That's why it's going to get built. And how much are they going to charge? Oh, that doesn't matter. No, We've doesn't already matter. talked about how the fucking Venetian rapes the shit out of some of these companies well, with their bulk does. rates. I know. But you have a gazillion other choices within walking distance. What else decent and safe is within from walking distance? From my understanding, what, what they're going to be able to attract is similar in in what the the football stadium will attract. Like giant oversized things that can't fit in the existing venues. That's really what they're going for in this. Although 600,000 doesn't sound like it's, I don't, I don't know, what do I know? And how many will it hold? Though that's the difference. So, I mean, I, we just had our global convention. There were 15,000 people there, which is small by our standards. Yeah. Vegas can't fit us. Well, see, and that's the idea. Between what they're building with the MGM Spear and the fucking this, this expansion and then the stadium. Can you imagine someone having a convention in a fucking stadium? It would actually be kind of cool. It would be ridiculous. I'd get in trouble just, just, just so they wouldn't be invited back. No, no, what it would be is I wouldn't be invited back. <laughs> yeah, you'd get banned, not them. Right. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got Zorkfest individual event tickets. Yeah, specifically to Podcasters After Dark. Zorkfest conference tickets 
already include reserved seats, but individual tickets will run you $30 in advance, $40 at the door. VIP reserve seating, AKA the front rows, is also available in advance, online only for $50. I'm going to have to call bullshit on that because if, if, if those are the front rows, although I may have added that just for the record because I wrote that weeks ago. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I may be calling so bullshit on, on myself. Don't rip on I it maybe you don't know. No, I'm calling bullshit on whoever wrote it. <laughs> it may be me. I don't care. If it's for the front row seats and everyone buys them, that's going to be, we're we going to put it in the round. <laughs> Obviously limits. I hope it was me. <laughs> uh, the event is Saturday, May 26th. It starts at 10 p.m. and features performances by Vital Vegas. You can bet on that. Travel. Somebody knows what he's talking about. Fanboy. Vegas Confessions. <laughs> and Vegas. <laughs> Anyone who enjoyed the Twitter conversation this evening will know what we're talking about. See, here's what I love about social media. I've never met this guy. And I, I, it's social media in this community. Let me clarify that. Social media in this community. Because we seem to have weeded out all the cunts. And, and, and the only people that are, that are there are the fun cunts. <laughs> like the people who are just... Well, then you have obviously haven't weeded out all of them. Because they're still cunts. They're just fun ones. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And is there That's really true. such a thing as a not fun cunt? I mean, what? I, I, I'd really like to know. Because I thought guys assumed they all were. Yeah, well, see, it's it's it basically the way Americans tend to regard the word is the, is, is the, the not fun variation. The way the rest of the world regards the word, that's the fun one. So we, we have all the fun ones. <laughs> anyway, so we will just rip on each other with, with like pretty aggressively at times. And just we all just roll with the punches on it. It's hilarious. I mean, you would think we've been lifelong friends. Like, nope, never met him. Never met him before. And for the record, I have to apologize. I have apparently been mispronouncing his educational fun thing that he does forever. It's the Paginanese. That that they they are it's 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 the pageant of gations, uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> the, so you're the, still saying the, the 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 pajagagas is is what I was mispronouncing them to be that they are the the pageant good 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 them they they need education Karen they need it. <laughs> The pagada. Alas. Oh my goodness. Got it. I want to apologize on behalf of, any, behalf of anybody that gets a benefit from that charity. Yeah. <laughs> you brought this on yourself, sir. <laughs> anyway, back to Swordfest. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure now they're going, we don't want you to talk about it anymore. Right, yeah. Just stop. No. <laughs> Just stop. You hitch your, yourself to this wagon. <laughs> <laughs> to run away and the rest all, of us are just all, all seating will life. be assigned by purchase date. I don't know why I had to say that aggressively, but drink packages are also available. Uh, and also two updates. <laughs> Got distracted. There are also two updates separate from Podcasters After Dark. Friday's go-go cocktail reception start date has been moved up. Well, I guess the date has been moved up. The time has been moved up to 6 p.m. God, can you tell? I really just wanted to get past right. And I, I'm lost because I'm like, where the hell did he go? I don't even know where he is. I know. I'm just like, oh. jump, jump down, Tony. Jump down. Well, I'll just hang. Right. Go, go to the second to the last. No, point. no, Got no. <laughs> we moved up. Uh, it, it has been moved up. The Go-Go Cocktail Reception start time has been moved up to 6 p.m. 
and uh, you have until May 4th to book a room at Treasure Island for conferences for the conferences discount rate. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm really. <laughs> no. 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 Now I'm even happier. I said no. it. No. Because you're just not happy about it. No. Swat it to the ground like a baby overseas. Swat it to the ground. <laughs> I don't think anyone else is going to get that joke. No, though. I don't care. I don't like care. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. There, I said it twice. I don't remember his name. Oh, he had that TV show. Anthony Clark. Anthony, yes. Anthony Clark. Uh, Anthony Clark had a joke. Karen and I, uh, we, we, okay, we have to this tell is this so story. Bad. No, we do. So, so short version of it. Yeah. When the Oklahoma City bombing happened, which was awful and horrible, and it blew up the federal building and all that kind of stuff, when Mark and I first heard it, we started dying laughing because Anthony Clark had a stand-up routine about how and we had Oklahoma, just seen it. It was like on like, HBO. We yeah, like, just like seen it within a week before. or two. Or no, I, I swear it was the night before. It was real. It, we'd seen it enough that we'd watched it a couple times. Okay, you're right. And you're right. So yeah, it, it probably it like was a week or so. But he had a whole routine about how Oklahoma got its um, license plate logo, which is you know Oklahoma. Oklahoma is okay. is okay. Right. Yeah. But if you watch the skit, so when we heard Oklahoma City bombing, we just started laughing because the, the routine was really that funny. Okay. But to connect to what we were just talking about, in, in another segment of that, that comedy special, he talks about, he, give, he gives this long story about how um, these overseas uh, uh, pickpockets were, were attacking tourists. And they were and throwing the, the baby. They would throw a baby at them, so they would catch it, and then when they caught the baby, they would, you know, then rob them, you know, pick their pockets or whatever. And he said, so, a lesson to all of you, when you're overseas and someone throws a baby at you, <laughs> swat it to the ground. Uh, after 20 years, this shit I love that it. we both it's know. so good. Swat it to the ground. <laughs> We've also got some Vegas Golden Knight news. Paying tribute to the Vegas Golden Knights' first appearance in the NHL playoffs, Bellagio Patisserie. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Unveiled <laughs> life-size replica of goalie Mark Andre Fleury, made out of chocolate. Presumably not intended for consumption, the RJ reports the treat is made of chocolate over a base of Rice Krispie treats, styrofoam, and wires. And it took five weeks to scope. Right, it can't be edible. I mean, unless 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 it's like like all the rumors you ever heard at uh, at Halloween, like they have razor blades and candy. Like, no, eat this, eat this styrofoam and wires. Well, and if you you never watched any of the cake decorating shows, but like those big elaborate cakes, a lot of times there is some kind of metal in there to reinforce it, or they use. So it's face. not real. So I so well, now no, there is cake on it, but the, the whole thing can't be cake because from a, a if you had the, like a huge three foot tall cake. The bottom part of the cake is going to get smushed. So, so right, the bottom so. of it is Rice Krispie Treats, which is still edible. <laughs> See? And, and then you put the cake and on the top and The styrofoam and the wires it. don't. The styrofoam and the wires aren't. The wires can be used in, like, if it's Rice Krispie Treats for reinforcement, just to make sure the whole thing doesn't fall over. And you cut around those. Nobody's going to cut into a wire and be like, because they're, like, they're usually, like, thick little, you know, I mean, they're thick wires, so it's not like it's a little scrawny little thing. But, yeah, styrofoam, okay, that I can't have one. But, <laughs> right. but the I'm trying to defend you, but you fucked up the with the rice crispy treats are edible. I'm just saying. Speaking of the Golden Knights, in addition to being the first NHL expansion team in league history to make the playoffs in their inaugural season, they have also become the first expansion team in history to sweep their first round opponent. Also, 
The team's merchandise sales are outpacing the rest of the NHL with buyers in nearly 90 countries since the start of the season. So did you see, I think they were playing, did they play the Kings in their first, uh, in their I opening? I think so. I think it was, they had the best, like, opening on ice theatrical thing where their mascot, who's the knight, basically, like, like slaughtered and attacked a king. It, it was great. No, I mean, but it was it was huge. It was like the video was all because it was on ice and like one of their first, it might have been their first game, but it was this huge theatrical thing where their mascot, the knight, came out after their mascot, the king, and brought the king to their knees and made him surrender. It was awesome. It was That's so cool. Funny. That's fine. Oh, that's interesting. I'm not. Huh. I'm not surprised that that this thing has been so big. Even if they weren't good. Well, first off, I think the. I'm not sure if the NHL was brilliant for what they've done or if they're like, okay. We really over fucking did it. <laughs> like they, like we wanted you to be competitive, not the best fucking team in the goddamn league. But honestly, for any place to be good, especially with hockey in Vegas, number one, hockey in Vegas still doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, I like but. the idea that it comes to Vegas, and of course, as luck would have it, they break all of these records yeah. because. Uh, can can whoever set that up help the Browns out? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> See now you brought the whole show down. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, fab dude will understand. But on the flip side, as far as this gear goes, I found that I constantly wear my jersey just because it, it, it makes me think of Vegas. It's, it's not like I, and I'm a logo guy. So, like, there isn't really, uh, like, the, the Las Vegas logo, I guess I could get a shirt that shows that, or I don't know. I just, I love it because it's, the thing I love about logos is specifically logos that don't say words. Because the idea of a symbol meaning more than just what, you know, you know what to be. Like, you look at that and you're like, well, it's the Golden Knights. Like, well, it's a night. Well, it's Las Vegas. Well, it's hockey. Well, it's like, it means so much more. Like, a symbol just means so much more, which is why I, I absolutely love it. So, I, I'm always wearing that jersey. I thought you were because you're always cold. Well, that, but it, that, it's my go to <laughs> thing. It's like, I'm cold, but I'm putting the jersey on. <laughs> Carl Icahn sold the Tropicana. Yes, corporate rating cunt, the bad kind. Carl Icahn sold the Tropicana last week to El Dorado Resorts for $1.85 billion. I know, don't, don't weep for him. <laughs> to be clear, he owned every Tropicana except the one in Las Vegas. That's where I was confused. Yeah, that one is owned by Penn National Gaming. El Dorado Resorts is probably best known for their property in Reno. The purchase will add seven new properties operating in six different states, including two in Nevada to their portfolio. Tropicana's Aruba Casino, something I didn't even know existed, was not part of the deal because it's going to close as part of the deal. In addition, El Dorado bought the Grand Victoria Casino in Illinois from MGM this week as well. What, did they get a fucking tax return? <laughs> like, we got money to burn. Who's got casinos? <laughs> Icon currently does not own a casino actually open to the public. He still owns... Trump Plaza in Atlantic City, which closed in 2014. So, okay, I'm still confused. So Tropicana is its own casino company with multiple locations? There is, well, well okay, to start, Tropicana, like every casino company, was a company that expanded out, except they just kept using the same name. So there, there were Tropicanas all over the place. So Tropicana Atlantic City, there's one oh, in right, Laughlin, and I get the same reason there's a ballet so, down here. So, at some point, um, there became, uh, I, I don't exactly know how it happened, but a good comparison, or at least I don't exactly remember. It's all in the Tropicana vintage that we've got coming out at some point. But 
the it, very similar to the, the way the Hard Rock, the one in Vegas is different from the Seminole Tribe that owns everything else that's Hard Rock. Right. The same thing happened to the Tropicana. The people in Vegas had somehow split they kept off. They that name but sold everything else. Uh, well, no, the opposite. Like, they, they kind of bought that thing and then, it, like, it, it, it split off to be their own, you know, to, like, the company was over here. So they licensed the name Tropicana to whoever owned the property in Vegas. In Vegas, they correct. Were their own company. Yes, correct. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, Icon sued them shortly after he bought, like, like they had peacefully coexisted. Um, and, and then Icon was a dead. And then Icon came in Shocker. and immediately, intentionally named the company that he bought the company uh, that he bought Tropicana with to be Tropicana Entertainment or something like basically whatever they were calling the Tropicana in Vegas he intentionally named it just like that instead of being Inc it was like Corp or it was LLC or something so he could then sue and say that that they were infringing on his trop okay. uh, on his uh, his copyright and clearly he had the rights to it because he had all these locations so I just I, I just want to be clear because when I, I heard Kyle. Icon sold the Tropicana. I'm like, wait, he didn't own that. So what's going on? So it's not the Tropicana is not Vegas related that you're talking about. Right. Yeah, that one's still owned by Penn National. Well, they don't care. <laughs> it's Icon, and we don't like him. So well, right. that's true. All right. Well, let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up. It was confirmed that Gwen Stefani will be the newest performer in residency at the Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood. Shows began in June with dates planned for July and December 2018, as well as February and March in 2019. It's unclear if her residency will extend beyond these dates. Or I just became too annoyed. <laughs> I, well, and I'm sorry. Tony, say the name of the theater again. The Zappos Theater. Okay. Did Zop I say Zappos? Or yeah, something? I was like, Zappos. <laughs> I was just like, wait, that doesn't sound right. Go ahead, travel fanboy. Piss me off with that. I'll start fucking that one up, too. The, the Zappavados. <laughs> That's right. Wow. I know. I know Zappos Theater guys like, what the fuck, dude? I didn't do anything. <laughs> if you don't know Zappos, that's a different thing. All right. The RJ reports that a cannabis museum named... Cannabition will open at Neonopolis this July. It will feature a 360-degree theater, the world's largest glass-blown bong at 22 feet, and charge $4.20 for admission. I'm guessing that has something to do with their national I, holiday. That yeah, they set I, up. I still don't fully get that, but I, I I know that 420 means something to them. But for the record, it will not, however, sell or allow the consumption of cannabis products on site. That seems possibly like the definition of entrapment. <laughs> no, yeah, actually, you're right. <laughs> Let's celebrate all things weed except the thing you actually like about it. <laughs> In the wake of our semi-positive to indifferent review of the lodge at Mount Charleston, the closest hospitality option to Vegas ski snowboarding destination Lee Canyon, Ellis Island purchased the property and announced plans to make minor renovations to the facility and furnishings, most notably bringing their beers to the property. This news seems to confirm how influential 360 Vegas is in the Vegas market, a sentiment that was in no way originated earlier in the sentence. <laughs> no, don't. Vital. I don't know. I just wanted to, just wanted to comment on that. No, no. Well, oh, oh you, you didn't hear her comment? No. Side. Oh, oh I did, yeah, I did hear that. 
Vital Vegas reports that Bellagio will progress the movement away from mankind in favor of the machines by removing the uncomfortable task of asking someone for your beverage of choice like a child and just giving patrons the highly skilled task of getting it themselves. No projections on when the first inevitable injury will occur as a result. I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> okay, but I don't know what's happening. They, they are installing drink machines. You now no longer at the Bellagio Buffet have to ask someone to get you a drink. They're just, it, oh. now they're turning that, that. So so they added a self-serve beverage bar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure the unions are infuriated over that that highly skilled task being turned over to the robots. Actually, I'm sure the employees are like, oh, thank God, I don't have to go fucking drink. You would anymore. hope, you would hope at some point, like going, Jesus Christ, am, I'm the napkin guy? That's what I get paid for. <laughs> How much a year? No, and, and busters. They bus tables. Right. <laughs> The distillery and speakeasy at the Mom Museum is now open. Hours of operation aren't listed as being different than the museum, but sources say that they are. You do not need to purchase tickets to the Mom Museum to patronize the distillery and speakeasy. Thank you, Tony. My pleasure. Hey, when it's something that pertains to me, what's <laughs> <laughs> research for Wait, you? Alcohol? Hold on. For free or have to go in? That's going to be for free. Travels Work reports that Main Street Station... California and the Fremont, also known as the Boyd Gaming Downtown Corridor Properties, now have a $15 per night resort fee. What? That class action lawsuit cannot get here any fucking sooner. Seriously. Caesars Entertainment announced plans to open two non-gaming luxury hotels in Dubai. The collective sigh of indifference was responsible for a tsunami whose resulting death toll is too early to speculate. <laughs> See, that's that's part of the fun when you don't read, <laughs> because then you're like, oh, she liked that one, yeah. <laughs> I actually have been reading ahead. What I liked about that was Tony's take on it, because he, he messed it up from what, not messed it up. He fixed it. He fixed it from what you wrote, and he did a fabulous job. Tickets to the Life is Beautiful Art and Music Festival at downtown Las Vegas are now on sale for the event's return on September 21st through 23rd. Featured performers include The Weeknd, Arcade Fire, Nerd, Death Cab for Cutie, and more. Tickets and details are available at lifeisbeautiful.com. Juniper Cocktail Lounge is now open at the Park MGM and continues the reclaimed by nature theme the property is apparently going to have. The interior appears to be a recreation of every stereotypical Italian family's living room in the late 70s. Artist renderings aren't clear if plastic over the furniture will also be featured. That was the first thing I thought when you said an Italian living room from the 70s. It looked like my fucking aunt and uncle's house. I swear to you, it looks like their interior from the 70s. Hey. And finally, we received a PayPal karma donation from Terrence Kershaw, who writes, quote, my cousin's bachelor party slash eighth trips the charm slash looking for my first royal flush karma donation. Uh, <laughs> so here's 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 my question: Is is it that it's his cousin's eighth trip down the aisle or Terrence's eighth trip to Vegas? <laughs> I'm sure it's the eighth trip to Vegas. Either way, all all we know, all we know. As usual, it, 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 while, while the karma donation isn't usually that specific, it is 100% accurate. But you have a one in three chance of hitting one of those, so either it's going to be a good bachelor, or there will be a bachelor party, 
it is the eighth trip, or there will be a first royal flush. You so got a one in three chance. It's magical. I, I, I say you got a pretty good chance of hitting two out of the three of those. You, you get good karma is so, the point yeah. when you're there. You, you'll have right. 100%. Does it mean you're going to win the flush? No, but I hope he does because, quite oh my frankly, God, so do I. he did a, uh, a very generous PayPal donation over to um, uh, Cousin Vito as well as the uh, You Can Bet on That guy. So oh, so he's spreading the wealth. I like you. He's like, come yeah. on, guys. I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck, Terrence. I hope that worked out for you, brother. Absolutely. I guess that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. Garbage is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Friday, October 5th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $25. We have not seen them in forever. I want to go. we got to see what their new album. I, oh I assume they've got a new album going on. I would definitely be interested in 25 bucks. I, if we can get a seat, I, I would definitely yeah, I'll pay more to get a seat. I mean, not to mention, it's right around 360 Vegas Vacation 7, so... Yeah, you hang out an extra week. It's a little bit after that, because session is the said first a, week. I said it's around it. <laughs> September. We're going to hang out for a month? <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing, Karen. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, let's just... You're a terrible co-host. If we're going to... No, hold on. Hold on. All I'm saying is, if we're going to be there for a month, let's just buy a house and move in. Right. Well, okay. All right. Okay, A Perfect Circle is performing at the Chelsea Cosmopolitan on Sunday, November 18th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 39 bucks. The funny thing was, my initial reaction was, oh, I want to go see them. And then I realized there's only one song of theirs that I know and like. Who, Perfect Circle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though they are still in residency at Planet Hollywood. Since they don't return to that venue until July, Backstreet Boys and others I don't care about. Well, I don't really care about Backstreet Boys, but they're performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Saturday, May 19th. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $59. Lauren Hill is celebrating the 20th anniversary of her The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by performing at the Join at Hard Rock Friday, September 7th. Show starts at 7 p.m. and tickets start at $59. You know, all right, so considering it's your only album, isn't every concert kind of <laughs> celebrating? So, yeah. <laughs> yes, but last year she was celebrating the 19th anniversary. Right. <laughs> the 18th anniversary. <laughs> So the sad thing is, is I actually read an article about her recently, and I kind of feel bad for her. I because she became a Marley baby factory? No, no. There were a few other things that happened that... It, Drugs and no, baby factory. No, it, it's not even... Honestly, it's not that. <laughs> I, I kind of feel bad for her. Because she... But think about Are you going to tell us why you feel bad for her? Well, I feel bad for her because she peaked at, at basically 20 when she did her solo album. She was everywhere, all over the place, all the time. There's no way you can follow up on that. And a lot of people that are considered, you know, new and uh, not new is the right word, but like influential or, or game changing and all that kind of stuff, it's really hard to follow up from that. And I think she was still just trying to figure out who she was and what she wanted, wanted to do. And uh, yeah, you guys won't get it. It's fine. I feel bad for her. Uh, there, there are a lot of people that try. Is, is is the point that try. I'm not saying I don't understand. Well, you don't know that she didn't. She might have tried. She might not have gotten anybody else that wanted to work with her. 
because she was too busy. She's constantly pregnant. <laughs> I think she would she crank out like fucking twelve Marley kids. No, she had twelve fucking Marley kids. She, might, like, have, she might have eight, but she only twelve. Yeah, eight, and I think it's with two different Marley brothers, if I recall. I don't think so. It's pretty jacked up, whatever the situation is. All right, well, let me let me read this next one. I'll look it up as we go into whatever the hell it is. So last up, um, and this one, actually, I kind of want to see her, too. Halsey is performing at the Pearl at Palms on Saturday, July 28th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 65 bucks. Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attraction calendar on the blog. Well, I guess that's going to do it for episode number 265. Thanks for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show when you purchase things from amazon.com or help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. You can buy merchandise from our store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas get premium and exclusive content at patreon.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, like Terrence and how you did, hint, hint, Terrence, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Unless, of course, it didn't pay off for you, in which case, just don't report back so we can continue right, to yeah, say that. Right, I know, 100% that's right. You just keep that to yourself, sir. <laughs> And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, well, we do have instructions on how you can do that on the blog's main page. This is how we roll. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen? I'm at Karen Mark, and I'm, I haven't been successful in finding out those details. I'm, I'm sure but. I probably over-exaggerated that, but I know she's cranked out a shit ton of Marley kids is the point. Although and uh, she'll have another one uh, on next week's episode. Right. <laughs> I, I like how I'm like, and that's the point. Wait, when children, I, hold on. When one, I made when two. I made the claim that she had sex with two brothers, I'm like, the point is she had a lot of kids. I'm like, I kind of think that's not the point. Six. Sarah, Sela, Zion, Mike. Do, do we really need Joshua the name? John. Really? Yeah, six. Yeah. Could be in my People Magazine crossword puzzle. Oh, <laughs> 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 Alright, he told you where you can find me, so until next time. <laughs>